0: Saying low, Apple Music. Congratulations to Niall Horan, who got a number one album in the UK with his recent album called The Show Goes Without Saying, obviously, not just because he came from one of the most beloved and successful boy bands of all time, but because Niall Horan's talent and ability has been on display ever since that band went on hiatus. As soon as that happened, it felt like the next day Niall Horan had a song released and ready to go and hit the road tour it. With a guitar in his hand and a very reduced band, an idea of presenting himself as a songwriter and somebody who was more in line with the Damien Rices than he was with the Saturday Primetime talent show crew. And it happened across the board with One Direction. Everybody found their lane. That was Niall Horan's. Now we find him breaking out into new territory, exploring the studio with more depth on this album called The Show. And in this, our latest conversation, a chance for us to build on previous interviews the lols, but also you know, dancing around the hard stuff and getting into the conversation in a deeper way. So over the course of this particular part on the interview series, if you're a Niall Horan fan, yeah, we went there. I think you'll enjoy it. Catch you at the end. There you go. So when you've got this rolling around, I'm assuming that you've got the guitar and you're playing this. This is piano. So I started on the piano. Mm. Was someone playing it or were you playing it? I was playing it. You play it for a while before you yeah. start to realize where you're going to go with it. Yeah. How long was this rolling around for you?
1: About 20 minutes. Oh, you're just going around on three of the most simple chords ever.
0: And you're just sitting there just playing them, playing them, playing them, playing them. And then there has to be a moment when you step off the ledge and you
1: actually... I trying to figure out what type of
0: melody to yeah, do over something like right? that.
1: Like, exactly. I could have been like... I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, Yeah, it could go anywhere It could go anywhere So I was trying to get it a bit Life is like a board game Summertime
0: Because oh, it sounds so natural And then where do you go from there? And then you go E minor D Oh, so it goes A minor D E minor D E minor D, e minor D. And then where? D And then? F
1: Easy Nothing ever I'm trying to give it on piano. Easy, nothing, ever.
0: D minor. <laughs> there are some pretty songs on this Red Cool Bar. This one kills me.
1: Thank you very much.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that. That's a lovely one, right? Little,
1: uh... You could start a cult.
0: Yeah.
1: I've never seen you do this. Pull out the old geese. <laughs> uh... It's nice. Thanks. Nice guitar.
0: It's a nice sounding guitar, yeah,
1: right? It is. I'll be taking that.
0: You see, you sit there and you play that. It's such a pretty little little pick. And then the idea of a cult comes to mind. You're a weird dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. It's good to see
1: you. You too. Congrats on the new record. Thanks very much. We don't Appreciate ever take
0: it for granted, man. You know, mm-hmm. every time an artist comes back with new songs, a collection that you're wanting to let go, I don't think we, I don't think we talk enough about the courage it takes to actually let it go. Mm. Execution is hard, man.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the the pandemic had a lot. To do with the letting go part, I probably did more letting go in the last three years than I've ever
0: (laughs) done in my life. There's very few people I could actually have this conversation with because most people, you know, we 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 built up to a certain pace of life by the time quarantine hit, and then yeah, it 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 took everyone by surprise, and we all had to adjust. And terrible tragedy and sadness, so much sadness. But there's a few people that I could talk about that time with while we're, and it's fine to reflect on it. I don't think we should Mm -hmm. ever forget. We can't just move on. Mm. Where the pace of life was in such a short period of time, you probably hadn't actually had a chance to look left, right since you were a teenager.
1: Literally. I don't think up until that point I had any time off of any sort of length for 10 years, probably before I started.
0: Yeah, because people, I think people forget now. Everybody's out the gates that you moved quick.
1: Mm, Like I moved out home when I was sixteen and never moved back.
0: Never moved back. And also when the band went into, and I need to use this word carefully because otherwise fans get terribly upset. (laughs) When the band went into hiatus, (laughs) um, you again, you just ran. You hit the ground running. You're like, I got songs. Yeah. So you
1: you never actually stopped. No, I just got the head down. I just had to. When you leave something that size, it's it. You just have to trust in what you can already do. Yeah, I trusted that I could write a tune or two. And I performed in front of a few million people. <laughs> so I had just trusted in that and just went with it.
0: God, otherwise your confidence could have been so knocked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have been sitting there just, just, just going around and around in circles trying to figure out what that means to, mm. to what you're about to do. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, let's just go.
1: I just had to do what naturally came to me as well. I didn't want to like go and start finding a sound. I wanted to just pick up the guitar. And just keep your fingers crossed <laughs> that it comes out the way you
0: wanted to. What was it like the first time you ever picked up a guitar? Apart from hard, people don't <laughs> talk about that. I mean, did it feel like did it sit in your hands and in your arms with a sense of real instinct? And was it nature?
1: Yeah, it felt lo- like the right-handed stuff, the rhythm I ha- I somehow had naturally, but you don't find that out until you pick up something, there. Um, but yeah, I know. I just it felt it felt right. It was like a little Spanish guitar that. Was given to a pre- gives, given as a present to someone else, and then I, they weren't using it, so I was like, "I'll have that."
0: Do you know how many people have learned their instruments by playing other people's gifts? Yeah, so <laughs> I'd say more, more, more often than not. <laughs> it's always the way, right? Because often we give things to people, assuming that they want it, mm-hmm. but it's actually the people who stumble across it and make the decision themselves. It's always the case, exactly, man. What 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 role did music play in the house for you? Like from a parental point of view, a sibling point of view? It was huge.
1: Um, no one was musical, but. Huge music fans, like I, was, I grew up in with vinyl in the living room and my parents weren't particularly like English 70s rock fans. They were more the American stuff. So it was all very Laurel Canyon-y. Mm. Um, all of that stuff.
0: James Taylor.
1: All of it. James Taylor. Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell Crosby, Stills, The Eagles are, are number one. Yeah. I went to my first concert when I was four. It was an Eagles gig. Amazing. Um, Mine was kiss. kiss. There you go. <laughs> There's the two ends.
0: Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. I wouldn't.
1: Uh, I love that. So yeah, I was just grew up on that stuff and just instinctively, it, I just always tend to head back that way instead of <laughs> like I just, when I pick up something it just goes that way.
0: What is your relationship like with a song when you finish it, when you're done with it and you know it's mixed and mastered and stuff? Can you listen to it and be a fan of it or do you move on to the next one?
1: Yeah, I found even more so on this record probably because I'm more clear-minded but um, I definitely like st- I'm still listening to the stuff
0: which Isn't is it great? Which is a good thing. Isn't it cool to be a fan of yourself?
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, but it's
0: funny a lot of artists I think shy away from that acknowledgement. Yeah. I, I think some people feel like it's when you step over the line between being an artist and being self-indulgent mm-hmm. and I actually think like why would you make it if you didn't want to hear
1: it? I think it's more what you're worried about what people think of you like in your own music. You know? Isn't you, that weird? It's so weird. Like, it's like, like, if, like
0: once you put it out, it just belongs to us and you can't yeah, like it anymore. Like, I know. It's so weird.
1: It's like, you know, I'm trying like to sit down and write the best thing I can. It's like anyone, I always say this, it's like anyone in their normal day job, you're not sitting down to write the worst thesis or you're not sitting down to make the worst spreadsheet you possibly can and mess the numbers up. You're <laughs> trying to do the best job you possibly can while you're sitting there doing it.
0: So there's no reason why I shouldn't like it. <laughs> when you started this album, did you know you'd started an album or were you just collecting songs?
1: That When, we, when I wrote that song. Cult? Uh, no, the, um, show? the show. I knew that I was, that that was the start of it because I'd released an album March 2020. Yeah, I know. The day we, we went spoke. into lockdown. Yeah, we exactly, spoke. yeah. And then it was just, well, I've just finished the record. I'm not going on tour. I didn't get to go around the world and do the thing. So now I'm just going to sit still. <laughs> and I sat still for... Six months like everyone else. And then towards the end of the back end of that year, I sat down and wrote this.
0: So can I ask you, can I go back to that, that that time for a second? Because I think it was too heady for us to really lean into what I would consider to be some of the more sort of psychological impacts for you personally. And this is taking into account that the whole globe went through this. Yeah, but very want, relatively, yeah. But I just want to focus on your experience, mm. which is why you're here. Um <laughs> It wasn't like it happened overnight, but it sort of felt like it happened overnight. Like we we knew parts of the world were closing down. I think everybody knew that it was a case of when, not if. Everywhere would eventually stop. Your album is on track to being released. Mm. You have put a lot into it and and a lot of planning. So you knew probably months in advance what the date was. What was that moment like when you… Because someone must have come to you and said and even suggested lightly, Listen, is this the right time? Should we just see what's going on? Should we hold tight? I think people were so
1: no one knew what to do people didn't even know whether to shake hands or fist bump at that point it was we're doing the elbow at that point I think so I don't think anyone knew even in regard to releasing music what was going to happen and I remember I was sitting in James Corden I was doing a week on James Corden and I was sat in James's office and we were chatting between shows and on the TV they're saying you've got 24 hours this is the day my album's coming out you've got 24 hours to leave or stay and I had this whole plan. We were going to New York. We were doing the whole plaza thing. We were, I was going, doing all that stuff, heading up to Canada. Had all these things planned. And then it was just like, onto the travel agent. Let's go home. And that was, uh, and I, was tra- I remember saying to the label, can we, there's no way of like pulling this and like maybe releasing it when the world's in a better shape. And they were like, it's already out in Australia, New Zealand.
0: Well, you yeah, know? that's a last minute request. I mean, yeah, if, that is if, last. if the
1: store's turning. The then... store's turned Earlier down there, obviously. So um, once that happened, then it was, it is what it is it from is that point. Yeah. And, you,
0: and you went home and how did you feel when you dumped your bag on the floor and you knew that you were, you were going to be there for the time being, but your music was traveling?
1: It was great. Like it was, it was good to see it from a still perspective, what was going on online. Just like see all the fans react to the songs. And then then it was just their yearning for wanting to see it live and I couldn't give it to them. And then, uh, And then that's when I was like, right, okay. I don't think we're going anywhere for a while. I'll just sit still and take this as still time for the first time.
0: By the way, you know, the amount of artists that I've spoken to throughout my life that get two, three albums into what I consider to be a phase or an era who wish that they could just not get out and do the thing around the record just so they could make maybe two albums in piece. <laughs> do you Taylor know what I mean? Swift. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Cause she 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 got it right. She was like, well, I'm gonna make a few. Yeah. She's right. And I think that um, you know, a lot of times it's like make an album, go do the work, make an album, go do the work, make an album, and it's great work. So for you, I suppose, I I wonder whether that that was kind of a moment of clarity for you realizing, look, if if I can't go out there and support this previous album then maybe I should take advantage of that and just kind of lean into my creative spirit a little bit more and a little bit of this space.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you, you have to let it come though, as, as you know. You can't just be like, okay, well, I've got all this free time now. The whole world's become a creative. Um,
0: That's so true. The whole world had become a creative. Yeah,
1: and I was just like a bit of, I was like still angry at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I just was like, no, nah, I'm just going to sit still for a second and hopefully in my living room, there's a piano. There's the TV, there's the couch, there's the dining table. Hopefully I'll walk over to that piano one day and something'll come. And it took me probably till August or September of that, 2020, to play that. And the first line I wrote was, Life is like a board game some of the time. And I remember thinking, Oh, okay. I'm this, ready. This makes sense. I'm ready. What's going on right now? Yeah. The moves you make. Yeah. The roller coaster of it all. Yeah. Um, I was like, this this sounds like the start of an album to me, which doesn't come often. I mean, I wrote the first track of my, you know, one of the first songs I wrote in my first album was Slow Hands and I don't think that has the same sort of like (laughs) lyrical sort of...
0: No, but it's different. No, I understand. Okay, the lyrical poignancy is different. Yeah. But Slow Hands sounded, if maybe not narrative-wise to you, to every one of us... It did at the time, but... But but it sounded like Mm. I'm here now Mm -hmm. and it's me. Mm yeah just me. Yeah. and it felt like that when that song came out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just think where where I'm at now, it would take something like that to get the engine started. Um, Were you living on your own? What was you? Li- yeah, me, and my cousin, yeah, the two of us just working out, cooking up till all hours, you know, when your body clock was all over the place, but yeah. you didn't care because you'd know where to be.: <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah it's sure. like at eleven o'clock at night, just he's gone to bed, we've watched all the Netflix we can.
0: I'm going to make some music. On and a I just sat program. there in the dark
1: <laughs> with the one light on and just went
0: bling. So the piano played a huge role in this. I can hear it.
1: Yeah, I think across the board, actually, there was more written in the piano than there was on probably anything. Yeah.
0: So for people who don't know the difference from a writing point of view, mm. what is it about writing on a piano versus perhaps the guitar that you think elicits a, a different kind of emotional response?
1: Well, I think it's like, it reminds me of, different types of guitars that you pick up. Like, I would probably sing a different melody over my guitar versus if I picked up your Martin. Like, or if I picked up a, a like a, a Les Paul or a Strat or something, something else would come out because they already automatically have different twangs to them. And they feel different. And they feel different. Or if you picked up a Spanish-y guitar or... Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the piano. You sit down at the piano, and it could be different types of pianos. You might get like an old upright that sounds kind of lumineers-y. You're and... so
0: right because if it, you know, that's why when people sort of, they tend to, identify the heavier guitar sound, certainly in a classic rock level, to a Les Paul, mm-hmm. because if you ever pick one of those things up, mm. they are, fucking heavy, uh, hefty. They're hefty. <laughs> that's like a workout, and they don't
1: have. The three notches, they don't are basically all sound the same. <laughs> they don't.
0: They click. Do. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you need to know how to play this yeah, yeah. at its rudimentary level, and you also need to know how to hold it. Yeah, <laughs> you do. They're heavy. You have to have a strong neck. <laughs> <laughs> strong. Could we slash.
1: Honestly. So yeah, I think the piano does the same thing. Different types of pianos. I just had an upright Yamaha in my house, and I was just it was new, kind of half new. was a couple of years old. Yeah, and I just started playing that and yeah i was just trying to find different chord progressions that would make the ears perk up so you'll hear a lot of my stuff it it's a lot of minor major stuff yeah, yeah i can um so i do a lot of that just to well, how could where would i go here to make this sound interesting um so i think that's where things kicked off when i wrote the show i felt like right we're away this is we're out the gates and then it was about finding the sound of it and then it was about the world opening up. And there were the two factors.
0: You're sitting at a piano. It's like one in the morning. It's dark. Very little in the way of light in the room. You're searching for the music, waiting for it to inspire you to tell a story or to express yourself. Is it an emotional experience for you at times? Um,
1: probably more so then, yeah. I like the most emotional record I've made, I'd imagine. Because I had this, massive period of reflection looking into the future a bit you know looking left and right more than i've ever done like when you're in the rat race you tend to just go
0: well your identity is constantly being reflected back at you too yeah because you would nile to a few people and then you would nile to everybody Mm -hmm. very quickly
1: yeah exactly very like So when you're on, as I said, when you're on the roll, you just kind of you go with it. You do, you don't do any thinking in your seventeen to twenty-something. You just go. You don't. You don't. There's no time for thinking. Just, just having fun and
0: yeah,
1: enjoying it. But then uh, when you
0: come at the other end of it, can I ask you a question? I've never asked this of anyone before, but I'm I'm, I'm excited to ask it. Did you do therapy after One Direction?
1: I, I didn't, and I still haven't. And it's something that um people are recommending. And I feel like I, I want to go and do it.
0: Like, I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, it requires means and I, res- and I respect mm-hmm. that. But there are lots of avenues for you that don't, that, that allow you to be able to explore your, the, the thoughts that you can't actually identify in, in, in real time. That's what it comes down to. It's just, it's, it's giving you the space to be able to recognize there are things that you're carrying with you you don't quite know you have. Exactly,
1: yeah. I would count myself as like a, a, a good talker. I've got no problem telling people how I feel, but I feel like, as you say, that's just surface level, I'd imagine. But yeah,
0: because so of so my And guess what I've worked out as I got older was that the talking, I was distracting myself from the inner voice. My outer voice was doing all the work.
1: Zane Law was doing all the talking.
0: But, but I didn't. Wasn't He's a good listening. talker, mind you. Yeah, that was the, that's <laughs> a problem. I wasn't listening to myself. <laughs> when you started to kind of identify those experiences that you'd had during that kind of time of, of solace, did you sort of did you like yourself did you like who you had become at that time as you were making this album uh, yeah
1: I would, I would think like you just it's more of a period of reflection and just looking back at like the achievements and the the you know the gratefulness and the just all the things just are I think it's at the age I'm at too where you know I'm at the end end of my 20s and it's you know, I've done a lot in a short space of time, and there's yeah. a, there's a, there is a lot to look back at and look forward to, and look left and right at, as I say. So it's it's just taking it all in, and then having you know your couple of outlooks on things, and and that's where the show came from, like the show being the metaphor for all of this,
0: all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's a, there's a lot in the framework that's relatable. You know. Song one, encore, out. Yeah, <laughs> correct. So correct.
1: <laughs> but
0: it is. It is.
1: It. There's, especially in in what I've done in my life. There's a. There's, you know. There's. You're always trying to be yourself, like yeah. publicly, you know, wherever I can. Well,
0: how much can you truly be? Yeah, well, that, that's the
1: thing. You know, a red light goes on in the camera. You can only give so much. Like there's a, there's a. The shoulders go down and the the tension comes in. Yeah. So like, it's, that's why I was, it's all of that. There's some level. I wouldn't like, I would like to say that I was known as a a guy who's pretty present and people can, I feel like people can see that. But there obviously has to be some, well, it doesn't have to be, but there automatically is some level of facade, I'd imagine. Yeah, for sure. For everyone, we're all at it.
0: 100%. We all know where the armor is. Yeah, You know, but, but when you, as this is the other thing about like doing the work, as they say, um, and kind of doing some internal work, people always talk, talk about it in relation to kind of, um, healing and it. And it is important, but what they actually, what, 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 doesn't get talked about enough is that role it plays on your future and how it actually creates space to fill with great things. Cause you let some of the unnecessary things go. Yeah. So it's actually about opening the door to the future. Yeah. I want to get into the album in a second, but one more question on that level. When people, so you said something before that was really poignant. You said some people are suggesting that it's something you should do. Yeah. Right. What do you think that they are referring to when they say to you specifically, you should talk to someone?
1: Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's just, and I remember it was, I remember having a chat with, and I hope it doesn't mind me saying this, <laughs> James Bay. Yep, Love James. And, um, and Sam, actually, Sam Smith. Mm. And we were talking one night about, um Therapy and stuff like that, I really hope they don't mind me saying this: Dude,
0: It's an open form and by the way, I've spoken to both of them at various points about this kind of stuff, so
1: and it was more like it was more the experiences that we've all been through. Mm. these were This is where famous people conversations are good for me. you know like, I don't have many of them, but they're good where you can we've all been through a similar thing where it's like an upward trajectory and yeah. fast, yeah, and you don't realize what's what it's doing, so it's more of a like based on your experience and what yeah, you've been yeah, through, it's just yeah. like, I think this would be a good. Not like, not saying I think this would be good, but the more I hear of it, the more I'm like, I think that actually might be a good idea for me.
0: Creating a context that you can understand.
1: Yeah, correct. Honestly, because if you hear it off everyone, yeah, I I just understand it from their mouths more than I would most people, you know.
0: And here's the thing I really want to put in front of people from my perspective as a fan. We need you to work things through and grow to give us the gift of music. Mm. And it is a gift. Like, we talk a lot about music in relation to numbers and business, fine. But it is, if you ask anybody watching this right now who's a Niall Horan fan, and millions of people will see this, and ask them what their life would be like without your music, <laughs> they'll give you a deep answer. Yeah, yeah, They're not going to sit there and go, one less song on my playlist. <laughs> They're going to sit there and go, that music has changed my life. And that happens all over the world, hundreds of millions of times a day. And so we need you. To figure it out over time,
1: but we don't get this. No, it's true. It is. It's so true. You need, like, if you think about some of the biggest songs of all time, they've all been from really deep places. If you think about, like, you know, Paul Simon to bon- Johnny ver. to Bonifer, like, it, you could be here all day listing off some of the biggest songs of all time. You know, they come from pl- a proper place. Look at Ed.
0: Look at Ed. Look where Ed's gone
1: where Ed's gone he's gone like the, the life experience that he had leading up to the first album gave him plus yeah I want to get the maths right here <laughs> don't he's, go down the road then, these... then we'll get lost in the arithmetic yeah, yeah.
0: just keep it a plus <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he's obviously had tough times and he's been able to
0: write this kind of record and it's but, yeah. he, but he of all people right now is first through the war, bloodied and bruised in, the new gen, in your generation of singer-songwriters because if anybody gets, gets lumped with math, it's it. Uh, what do you got to complain about? You've made hundreds of millions of dollars playing to millions of fans with billions of streams and math, 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 math. And they're forgetting the fact that he's just trying to find a way to communicate his life.
1: Yeah. And Ed's never been like a super public person anyway, has he? He's been public, but he's not.
0: Talk about someone who can talk, talk his way out of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll always tell the truth, but I mean, his internal yeah. truth, he's like, oh, look at the puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that, charming, I'm well, funny. He's that, an anecdote. The,
1: that's just the way it is. Yeah, and I get it. But he's, he's, he's so good at it, and we get to hear more about him through his tunes than we do... Them we could ever hope for in an interview, you know what I mean? You got, you got it <laughs> oh, man.
0: I'm just here for the human experience, you know. I've just been able to find a way to connect it to the music and not make it separate. Yeah. For me, they they inform each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. These songs don't come out of. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Out of nowhere, um, you know. I think I think about one of the songs on here that really moved me on this record. Never grow up. Mm. Man, did you nail that? <laughs> You know, I think when people find a relationship, they realize they want to keep. What we have to always remember is we've got to keep it exciting. And that's what you really leaned into on that, which is the idea of not being afraid to stay in a place where naivety and stupidity and all those things, as long as doesn't hurt anybody, mm. can be re- really valuable tools to a relationship.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was definitely, I was coming at it from that point of you know where i'm at looking at it again left and right you know i look i look i come from a divorced family same so don't want to do that if i can help it <laughs> and you know i look at other couples and relationships who you know you you walk into a pub and you can clearly see a happily married couple that have been together for 50 years and are still just like drinking and fighting with each other and like Mm. i and having a laugh and I love all that stuff so there's a kind of both verses give both sides of the story but
0: yeah but it's what's fascinating about those people because that's hopefully I'll be one of those two people that's the plan (laughs) is um the day before you know the fight was real or the disagreement was intense or whatever I mean you're always on the verge of change in your life anyway all the time you just got to acknowledge it's inevitable and then you kind of give yourself the best tools to deal with it correct and you just double down in relationships. That's all. You're just doubling that experience. Yeah,
1: I'd agree. Yeah, you have to, there's, there's, there's good and there's bad and everything. But you try and find the good most
0: <laughs> most of the time. That's true. Can we talk a little bit about some of the people that you decide to work with on this record? You keep your friends close.
1: Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Um, I've always kind of, when I'm in London, I'm with Jamie Scott, who I've done everything, you know, all, over the years I've done most things with. Um, and we, we always tend to, you know, he, he gets me at an early stage in the record all the time. So I've got like very clear vision and it always seems to set up the next, you know, the rest of the record. Yeah. And we've always kind of written well together. And then John Ryan, Julian Benetta, Tobias Gesso Jr., Amy Ryan. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the fucking Avengers right uh, there. But like, they're just good friends of mine. It doesn't feel like... I'm writing with these big songwriters, even Beautiful. though I sit there all the time and go,
0: holy shit. So do you ever, ever worry at all, and this is no disrespect to any of those people, but purely out of the comfort zone of being around people that know you so well, where the growth's going to come from? Because I know that you're restless too.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think, I think it's about having a clear idea of what I want to do before I go into the record and I can pitch it to them. And then it's not just sitting there aimlessly in the studio looking for something. Yeah. We all have a good chat beforehand as to what's going to happen here.
0: Is um, that when you're at your most honest?
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would I would imagine so. Like trying to trying to get because and because I know them, I can tell them exactly what I'm thinking. You know, uh, sometimes I'll come with ideas and full courses and yeah, stuff like that, and then I'll I'll need an Amy Allen to reach in and grab it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and she, what's the and most, she's
0: very good at that. Well, what's the most common observation that you would find if there is more of a through line than others, they say Amy comes in is, is the is the is the observation there's too much going on. It simplifies the observation. Let's refine a little more. Like, where do you see someone like that br- bringing your standards up? Um, detail.
1: She's very good at like, all right, well, if you tell me that story, uh-huh. and it's just a linear story, wh- I need more detail out of you. What
0: did the blanket feel like?
1: Yeah, exactly. I need, I'm going to need more texture out of you, so just… Tell me the whole thing. Don't tell me the half thing.
0: And I find that Amy's always been really good at it. And same with John. Um, you know who's really good at that is Boy Genius of the three riders and Boy Genius. I mean, geez. I, mean I've t- I joked about it with them, but I was deadly serious. You know, how long has this Chevy been on cinder blocks? Yeah, I mean. If you want to sum up what suburban life feels like, it's that. That is so smart. You made me feel like an I equal, but in I'm a... better than you and you should know that by now. Oh,
1: no, he's breaking
0: the studio again. (laughs) He's done that. I'm sure sure I've seen him do that a few times. I made a noise when I heard that lyric for the first time that was part cry, part laugh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because it was like... And high-pitched, probably. Yeah, it was like... like, It was like a noise I've never made since. That's... Um. You, you yeah. know, I, I hear you're writing on this record and I, and I hear what Amy's getting. I hear more and more you searching for those details, right?
1: Yeah, I think, that's the, I think they're the most important part. You could write linear storylines all the time, but you yeah, just have to do a bit of digging to get, to get the good stuff. And then it was actually very early on. I always knew I wanted to work with Joel Little, the old Kiwi boy. Took you down to Auckland? Oh, I mean, Kiwi, you know. New Zealand was the last country on the planet to open to open its doors. So I know because was, I went down
0: there for the. I went to the studio and hung out. Mm, did you? And he mentioned that he was working with you, which obviously made me very happy. But I'm good at keeping an industry secret. <laughs> he was saying to me, "Man, you know, I just if I could just get an R, come down here, man. I, I had know. The best time ever. I'd love to. But it was more almost like a lifestyle suggestion rather than yeah. even a creative. Suggestion. Oh, we'd have a great time. Yeah,
1: great golf down there. Yeah. <laughs> great, um, great we, golf. I get on famously with Joel. I absolutely think he's amazing. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet great laugh as well um, I always knew I wanted to work with him and I kind of just made a piano version of the show and I said to my a just someone reach out to Joel Little and ask him would he make a demo of this if he doesn't want to work then fair enough Yeah. Um, and he sent I had a chat with him on the phone I gave him a few references gave him a f- fair idea of where I'd like it to go what kind of sounds and he sent back this like Pro Tools version and it was just like straight away I was like oh my god how do we integrate this guy into into the whole thing and yeah then it was just he and John then stuck their heads together and, and became like co-producers of the record and
0: which is generous too I mean collaboration yeah. isn't a given
1: no but I think that we we kind of needed that as you say like to, yeah. to just kind of we're not trying to, if it's not broke don't fix it but we, it'd be nice to throw a new set of ears on it and a guy that's kind of you know got different sounds and different ways of doing stuff
0: do you find writing love songs hard?
1: Um, I find the ballads a lot easier to write. I find them, the up-tempo stuff, you, I find I need vibe around to get those kinds of melodies out, yeah. out of myself. Whereas, so when
0: you sit down like this, I don't know if this was a piano one or not.
1: Guitar, like you're playing? Yeah, it's
0: a picking one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But like, the idea of just absolute servitude and being full service to somebody mm. in order to preserve the union, mm. You sum it up really, really well. Does it come from a subconscious place or do you take it almost from like a, I studied this when I was listening to these songs as a kid. I kind of know where this goes, you know? Um,
1: I, I always try to make, like, as I said, try and make a small feeling. Well, not a small feeling. It's quite a big feeling, but make it sound even bigger. Like the fact that it's called You Could Start a Cult. It's
0: such an interesting take.
1: And then, like, in the second verse, like, finding lines like, you know, it's where you... You could start a war or two.
0: That's such a great lyric. I
1: Kingdoms fighting over you. I think that, like, they're 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 the ones that it, that could have very easily been. I like waking up beside you, and yeah, yeah. you're but my you favorite person. You could start a war. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to go. Like, I know what I'm trying to say. I just need to go and find what's the what's the other version of what I'm trying to say. Do you
0: ever crack yourself up?
1: Yeah, so that one was funny. We were laughing at that. This was the last song on the record that we wrote. It is. And it so what, was,
0: why? What was missing?
1: I felt like that was what I was missing. Like I didn't have that. And I could have done what I did with the rest of the record and put BVs all over it and strings and, and that was my plan. And John just said to me, Keep it simple. You're missing this. This is what we're missing. We're missing this. The Nile Horan moment of just acoustic guitar and me playing bad harmonica. <laughs> the harmonica is great. <laughs> yeah, well, they were like, you know, John can play harmonica. And he was like, "No, it needs to come from you. Like, what's your version of this?" I was like, "Well, I can't play it." He goes, "Well, that's what we want. <laughs> we want the honest, yeah, four-note well, version." Well, that's what's
0: great about the harmonica is you put it in your mouth and you play what's inside you. Yeah, you know, you can't really master that. I mean, you can get really like yeah, you yeah. Get very fast and good, but it's not like <laughs> it's not like a guitar where you're just going to be forever learning the harmonica. Yeah,
1: I, like I don't want to. I always find found that like Dylan, he had his you know bits where he would go off and big like solos effectively. Same with Bruce, but a lot of it was very straight-noted and haunting and, you know,
0: playing Bob's way. Well, the greats back then, man, it's like Neil's solos. (laughs) 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 Yeah, That's a Neil Young solo right there. I swear that's a Neil Young solo. (laughs) It's the sickest you've ever heard. When you pick up a guitar, what's your default what's your def- your default kind of chordal? Where do you go? Where do the fingers naturally rest? Oh, you go straight to bars. You don't go open. Uh, sometimes. Really? Yeah. You are such a kid of Laurel Canyon. It's unbelievable. Listen to that. Or those little, just little taps. Yeah, or like. That's where I go. That's where I go.
1: I don't know, just, yeah, no, it, it naturally comes in there. Like that's probably the first thing I do every time I pick up a guitar. Yeah, yeah, Which is yeah, just like an yeah. op, the most open G you could find.
0: Yeah, mm. dude. I always think when you have the ability to pick up an instrument and you know what's going to move you or you know where to start, mm. why would you ever spend your time doing anything else than just searching for the perfect marriage, right? The perfect chemistry.
1: I thought, yeah, I just, yeah, you could spend your life searching if you want.
0: Isn't that the point?
1: Well, yeah, 100%. But more from a storytelling uh, type of thing. But it all, for me, it's always kind of just started here. I remember, I remember like during the pandemic, I was, Ed was telling me that he was like writing two songs a day before noon. Why would he tell you that? It's such a, it's
0: such a brilliant Ed thing to do. It's like, no, no, it was just all like, right, Niall, how are you doing? Yeah, I be, what It's like Elton would do that. I bet you, he'd call you up and just be like, "How are you? So? Are you good? All right, darling. Well, I've been doing this, 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 yeah. this, 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 this. What did you do today?" And you'd be like, F-ing, "Elton John's running rings around me." I made a chicken salad and did half-assed a half-ass workout. He calls me up and he goes, "He will go, have you heard of Ricky Random and the Rockets?" And I go, "No," and he goes. Well, that's because you're your job. <laughs> Here I am saving you once again. Play their record, bish bosh. I'm ba, I'm gone. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: like it's fucking brilliant. But well, yeah, and it was just his, his other thing. He said was like the four
0: chords still exist. Is so that what he said you to know, you? Yeah, know. beautiful. Because were you going through some writer's block at the time? I was just like, yeah. How do I how do I start the engine? Where do I go? Yeah. And he said to you, "Well, I'm writing too, and this is what you need to do." Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking good dude. He's great. Ed's one of the greatest. Yeah, we were talking about his new album, that song, Boat. Yeah, he really knows how
1: to, when he when Ed gets in there, he knows how to pull on the old heartstrings, doesn't he? That bit at the
0: end when you're like, oh, he could just stay here and then he's like, but the waves won't break, break my, my boat." And he goes, yeah. and, he, hit, and he, he pushes out, he yeah. breaks out of that comfort zone of that song, yeah. but uncomfort zone yeah. of that song.
1: He's so good at the dynamic stuff in songs. He did it in like, Give Me Love, you know, where he starts real small and then before you know it's
0: yeah you know last week there was a big case and, it, and no, there is no winners I was, oh you know it's great for songwriters it's great for it i get it but it's also there are people who genuinely felt like there was a legacy at stake and so you you've you got to in order to understand and grow as, as people we have to we have to try to look at both sides as much as we possibly can so i just don't see there's any real winners in the long term the 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 sort of the cat's out the bag now you're not going to be able to get it mm. back in songs are under scrutiny at all times Has it changed the way that you write because there are only so many chords and you do have to trust your instincts to some degree otherwise would never get the music like as, as
1: as ed said nobody owns them they've been around there's only some like there's you know there's the four chords there's eight notes as he said mm. you know mm. Paraphrasing, obviously, but um, what
0: about that line, which was great, which I actually thought was 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 really succinctly summed it up from his perspective, which was that, um, you know, it's an unspoken agreement amongst artists that that these chords and these notes and what is available to you mm. become available to you.
1: Yeah, so true. They're there. They're, I mean, look at the look at the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's got six strings on it, and a lot of frets. Um, yeah. for all of those songwriters that sit in rooms every single day, sometimes two sessions a day. Mm-hmm. you know, trying to make a living. It's them, you know, the Eds of the world, you know, that sit there and try and do the best. There's no way that Amy Wide, knowing what Ed Sheeran, Jake Osling, Chris Leonard and Amy are like.
0: Yeah, no one's phoning it in on someone else's lunch. No. It's great. I'm happy for Ed. I'm mm-hmm. happy with the songwriting community. Yeah, I agree. But that's because my personal philosophy is like, unless it's absolutely overt, just fucking have it. Like, <laughs> and I know that I know that's easy to say when you when you've kind of you're paying your bills and whatnot, and there are a lot of songwriters who feel like their work, they deserve more out of their work than they're getting. Mm-hmm. So I do understand the nuances of it, but I just think that um, without that idea of inspiration forming a new identity, I don't get a Beastie Boys.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I just don't get one. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like I don't listen to their punk sh- and go Bad Brains, mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, and yeah. Bad Brains were like cool. Yeah. You know, so I just I don't know, man. It's it's a tough one, you know, because I had a conversation with my friend about it the other day, and man, we were just at odds. Yeah. Oh, really? He just wasn't, and he's a different creative. He's in the visual arts. He just wasn't budging on it. He was like, Nah, man. You know, you'd be held accountable, and da da da. He's coming from such a different place, and I was like, It's just not how artists think. Musicians, at least, think don't think this, don't
1: think no, that way. no, definitely not. You have to be open-minded. You have to be open-minded.
0: So good to have you back with new music. How are you going to... Man, when you go out and play live, bro, it's going to be an embarrassment of riches. you would be like doing Springsteen levels. <laughs> You've got two albums to play. Oh, I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be so good. Like, that's
1: that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, like, on stage, playing to, playing to the thousands. Do it's, you ever um, doubt
0: yourself before you go on?
1: Um, I think in the summer I will. The, f- the festival... <laughs> Just nerves. The festival scene will make me nervous, I think. Because the pit will be... Probably more than likely full of fans, you know? Whereas the rest of it is just people there and then you're hoping that some... You got, you know,
0: the, you got the tunes, mate. Hopefully. You got the tunes.
1: And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just get out and play live again. It's been years. I did, a, I did a, a live stream from the Albert Hall during lockdown. That's right. But before, you know, apart from that, I haven't played a full show since end of 2018. Oh, and, are you
0: serious? And up until
1: that point, I was...
0: Five years almost? Th-
1: didn't stop touring, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'll be doing the festivals this year and then heading out and heading, heading out in the road for my own deal afterwards. I fi- find myself more comfortable at my own gig because you know that everyone's, yeah. you know, they've, they've waited for the tickets, they've, spent their well-earned money to come watch you well you
0: got to sound check as well you got to get you know you, you ticked as many boxes as you possibly can in the uncontrollable environment of live music at least you got the illusion of control <laughs> yeah because exactly. at a festival there's, you've got zero control you know, No, no not zero you just you don't know what way it's going to go but I'm just you have to give the best
1: account to yourself and hope you convert a few people but I am I'm just excited to to get back in the room with my fans as well yeah you know they've been they've had an, an album in between that tour and they didn't get to hear it live i have got this new record, they've got the old stuff and I just want them to just l- lose their minds in there.
0: Are you, have you drawn a line through One Direction in terms of how it relates to your set list? This what do you mean? Will you play any 1D songs?
1: More than likely, yeah. Um, I've never been one to hide away from it. Fair enough. Um, they're great songs.
0: Great songs. Yeah, and you and you definitely got more with your foot with with a stronger Nile footprint on than perhaps the ones that felt like they were a band. Everyone was divided up into verses. It's like I can, you, there are definitely songs that fit your repertoire in a big way.
1: Yeah, of course. There's there's so many on there yeah. um that feel like my kind of stuff as well. Um yeah, and it's good to like kind of make new versions of yeah. as well. You know. People are like, What's this? And then you're like, Oh, oh
0: yeah. unrecognizable recognizable song. Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the leg- I'm about to prove this point, but it's like the legacy that it's a beautiful thing, actually. The legacy of that band in such a short period of time, what you mean to people. It's gone beyond the zeitgeist of that moment and, and people can't let it go. It's a great thing. Mm. You know, fans still hold out. There's all this desire for the band to eventually come back together. While well, you've all got your hair is an important <laughs> part of it.
1: <laughs> you know, I was looking at Take <laughs> That the other night at the
0: Coronation thing. Yeah. Got great hair. Great hair. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, no one wants to see Oasis come back together if Liam... Is bald
1: they're doing all right too in the hair
0: front it's really important they're looking good it's really important i'm just saying keep an eye on it no yeah. you'll be fine you got a strong irish head of hair there but i'm just saying <laughs> any of the other boys are like they're starting to go south you might want to have a quiet word whenever i i um whenever it pops up in a feed and it's generally around you coming back like most recently when james did his last show of course everyone's like is this going to be the reunion mm-hmm. is this going to be the big send-off for james in the late late show james Gordon? When you see that, knowing what you know and only the boys know and mm. what we don't know because we're all making shit up, <laughs> you know no one's had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Does a little part of you get excited by that or is a little part of you get a little bit like, oh, God, man, like, are they talking? Like, am I behind on that? Like, what what do you <laughs> think when, you, when people start talking about something as a possibility that the reality couldn't be further from that truth?
1: Oh, he just—it's uh, not like it's ever stopped. You know, like the Corden one is just a a, a big moment in
0: a long line of a long line of conversations. It, yeah,
1: um, it's uh, in most interviews. I'll get—I'll talk about it. In yeah, so it's not—it's not like it's ever stopped. It's just like. Uh, the conversation hasn't
0: happened. Does it suck the air out of the room? Like, is this the, is this the kind of conversa- conversation you don't want to have? Or do you, uh, do you sort of look at it from a point of view like I suggested at the beginning, which is like, you know what? It's a beautiful legacy.
1: Yeah, it's a great it's a great legacy to have. No, I don't think it sucks the converse, or the air out of the room. It's more that the answer's still the same. Yeah. Like, the conversation hasn't happened. We speak regularly. Yeah. But that conversation hasn't happened. God knows what it it ends up being. It could be like, it could be like, the friends reunion. <laughs> it could be a whole tour. You, don't, you God knows what it is, but it no, It hasn't been spoken about. So, look at the end of the day, right? You get the friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's good. That can't go anywhere. Like, that bond is there.
0: Yeah. So touring to be done. This album, you know, to me, what's, when I listened to this album, you talked a little bit about growth early on, and and it, it makes total sense to me that these songs emerged from a place of solitude. That it wasn't like, hey, I'm out of this big group. Let me find a new group, make songs out of that group, and then come and launch from that. I hope take this the right way. It's kind of my last observation. It feels like your first proper sort of solo album to me. Does yeah. that make sense? I
1: agree. Um, I'm in agreement. I think it's um, God knows what the next one will be like because it might not be in the same spot. You don't know, Who knows? but <laughs> that's the don't, beauty of it. That's a great, great thing. But for where I'm at right now, I think it's the perfect representation um, of where I'm at in my head there's some deep dives in there there's some great fun stuff
0: there's some revealing things in here
1: and uh, and observations and yeah I would say across the board it's definitely the best it's the most mature sounding the most record feeling and I purposefully made it 10 songs as well
0: vinyl vibes
1: just the in and out none of this like getting to track 15 and going when the f*** is this gonna end you know let's get to 10 and m- make people want to get back to 1
0: that's dude it's a, it's a perfectly formed listen is there a song on here that is a signpost for a territory you've yet to travel a moment when you realize that when you come back to the piano or the guitar no matter how you feel that this will ultimately be a sign that I can go further and further every time
1: i think the show is that song and i think on a Night Like Tonight are probably the two that, that I would like to delve into to more. Like when I hear those two sounds, I'm like, I want to write them again.
0: <laughs> yeah, Supermoon, watch it dance in your eyes. My wildest dreams taking on a new life. If, this, if it's this good way down here, then what's it like up there high in heaven? It's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, they would be the two
1: that I would like reach for again. Some of the sounds that are involved in both of them in two different ways, are kind of, are kind of related to each other in a way. One's just a bit more synth-led, um. But yeah,
0: I searched for my guitar. I gave it to you. Do you want that? No, nah, it's called. Cool. It's better in your hands. <laughs> catching up with Niall Horan formerly in Forever of One Direction you can't shake that why would you want to but of course with his brand new solo album The Show streaming now in full on Apple Music hope you enjoyed that I did thanks for checking out another conversation and please by all means add a comment a rating and whatnot here at the interview series